hustling really stupid and everybody hates them for it, this is it. I have such sights to show you. Get to the chopper! And sit down in it, relax, put some dip in your lip, a whiskey sip, and make sure to unzip. Because we have a lot of fun information and data for you tonight regarding a movie that I've wanted to cover for a long time. A movie that will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus like us. Ooh, can you hear it? It's in the woods. <laughs> We're getting closer. Is it horror? Is it the best cast ever assembled? And what the hell did John Claude Van Damme have to do with this movie? All questions we're going to cover on my selection this week of 1987 John McTiernan's Predator. And what better time to cover this movie than right before Shane Black, one of the original script doctors and actors for this movie, releases his directed version of a 2018 Predator set to come out September 13th, which sounds pretty exciting to me. I know I'm probably going to go see it. Macias, are you going to go see it? It kind of looks like garbage, well, if I'm honest. Uh, it does kind of look like garbage once I watch a trailer. Uh, but all of that aside, I have some bad news and some great news. Bad news first. Ash is out of town this week, but we'll be back next week to join us. I'm sure she will bring us tales from her trip to the sin-ridden Seattle. So in her place, we have a good friend on tonight, a big fan of Predator, and someone that's wanted to share his love of Predator with Horny Horror Hour for a while. So son of a bitch, <laughs> welcome on. Marco, how are you doing tonight? I am doing all right, Zach. Awesome. Macias, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Good old time. It was a bit of a dramatic in-lead there. I wouldn't say huge fan, but yeah. pretty good fan. Hey, uh, you you actually did the get in the chopper because we have already uh, figured out that you have a much better Arnold Schwarzenegger accent than I do. Yes. Well, you've been a self-proclaimed really shit. Uh, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, of course. What? Do. Of course shit. you can. Fuck. Have you there any words I can't? No, I have. But uh, actually, you're very right. Cunt. I would say, Can there's I say a few no words. racial slurs. Yes, that's okay, where so we draw the line. Fine. That's about it. Yeah. Really oh yeah. Really cunt hard. I yeah, like please that word. Do. Okay. Um, when did you start watching horror? If you ever did, and do you like the genre at all? So it was kind of forced on me. It was a, more of a thing that my dad really liked. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and he uh, got me into it really early on. I want to say I was maybe like eight or nine. Perfect age for some like really psycho. Oh, oh I'm getting there. Um, and he kind of sat me down one night and had the birds and the bees of horrors with me and said, hey, uh, you should really check out this movie. It's it's a really good one. One of my favorites, Marco. What are you going to do? Go check it out as in like an eight-year-old from the store? No, no, no. We'll just check it out as in like, hey, watch this with me. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you'll uh, be shocked to believe that he sat me down and watched the thing with me. Wow. Mm. Oh, it got aggressive real fast. I still have nightmares to this day of the head spider scene and like yeah. the blood jumpy outy scene. And the dogs. Oh, yeah, the fucking dogs. Really oh, bad shit. Killing puppies? Yeah. Fuck, I was like eight <laughs> or nine. That's that some was brutal tough. shit. And he was just like, isn't this great, son? Father-son bonding time. And I was like, no, fuck you. This he is awful. a really good movie, to be honest, though. Oh, no, it was a great movie. I've, sure seen, he it was in, like, I've seen it again in yeah. later life. You know, in like some big screen was, was you know, doing a, a showing back in Miami when I lived there. And it was like, oh, this is fun. This is, this is a good movie. But God damn it, Dad. Why did you make me watch that shit? Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, it was brutal. Oh, the Definitely. blood. The blood scene got me when he, like, heats up the needle and... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's That's like a, a love-hate relationship with it, um, provided there's not too much like overly brutal. Um, suspense is fine. It's really cool and in my wheelhouse when you can create this guise of something that is or isn't and make the 
audience have to come up with their own answers. But if you uh, do too many detached head spider things like shock and, and value shit like that, uh, you lose me. Yeah. Hostile. I see. So you might be a Shyamalan fan yourself. I uh, got my first <laughs> hand job to a Shyamalan movie in a oh, movie theater. Really? Wow, oh, absolutely. Nice. Can I guess which one? Uh, yes, go ahead. Um, I want to say it was The Village. Signs. No. Was it Lady in the Water? Was that one of them? Oh, yes, yeah. That was yeah, yeah, it was that one. Uh, the weird, like, wolf dog creatures. Well, uh, no one I, else I don't know. I wasn't watching. I was no, getting a handy. Say, no one else was paying attention to the movie uh, if you look at the ratings. I sure as fuck was I think that was Village. Was it called I don't Village? Remember. I think it was Village, yeah. I don't remember exactly. I creature. just know that there might have been two of the same creatures in both movies, and no one would have noticed in general because movies were so shit. Yeah. Very true. Uh, the know? hand job was shit, too, in case you were wondering. <laughs> well, well only at that age, I'm sure, yeah. A middle school hand job would be <laughs> a middle school hand job. A lot you know? of chafing. Hey, you do you. You already said your the thing's not your favorite horror movie, but what, what would you say if you had a favorite horror movie? Is it Predator? You're on for Predator. So I think it's just there is no designated favorite. I definitely like the the genre we're in now where it's not quite a slasher, not quite a thriller, not a crossover. quite a horror. It is. Um, I like things that can kind of lead into other bigger and better things without getting raped to death, though unfortunately, you know, this kind of did. Yeah. Um, it's been a, a cash grab ever since, but um, call back to Alien. Love that shit. Uh, very similar where there's just something creeping in the shadows. You see glimpses of it the whole nine. There's You're pretty much helpless, and one person survives, if that. Um, thing, things in that nature is is really where I think that's like my, my favorite type of movie to sit down and watch. Um, like creative monsters, good suspense, good story. Good story acting. writing is has to be the whole thing. If you can build on it, I mean, look at both those two franchises. They have blossomed into this mess that people will shell out money yeah. to go see oh, yeah. time and time again. And then even though, I mean, we talked about this earlier offline, but nothing has really been worth a damn since the 1990s Agreed. on those franchises. But Predator 2, Danny Glover, shit, that Not was awesome. Too bad. Not too bad. I thought it was awesome. I liked him better than Lethal Weapon, but that's a horror movie for another day, you know? Wow. Look at the crime in the streets there. Uh, right? You know? And that joke. Well, <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> itself. Uh, Macias, to jump over to you, you're looking great this week. Thank you. As usual. How are you feeling? And you're getting into Dragon Con trying to get ready to be Ridley from the Alien franchise, a kind of Ripley. segue. Ridley. Ridley. <laughs> Ridley Scott directed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm getting confused. Um, have you gotten any closer to that? Yes. Um, I have a friend named Britt, and she apparently has all the things I need for this outfit, so I'm really excited. I think she also listens. So hopefully Britt will... Uh... Hopefully she will. Yeah. And Britt, if you're listening, you better let me borrow all of your shit or I'm going to be really mad. I, you know, say please. I, I can't. Yeah, I probably please, say please. There you, go. there you go. Good to hear. Um, well, I have a question for both of you. I have an answer myself. If you guys don't have answers, that's completely fine. In this movie, Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger and the crew set up some nice booby traps to try to kill the Predator. And uh, I was thinking that if the Predator was in your apartment, your house, your backyard, what would you set out or do to try to booby trap the Predator? I'll start. Um, I have a lot of natty lights sitting around usually. Not a surprise to anybody that knows me as a friend or a, you know acquaintance. I would leave out some natty <laughs> lights front of the door all the way to the back of the fridge. And guess what? By the time you get to the fridge, those 15 natty lights, they're all up. So once he's done drinking 15, he's feeling a little woozy. He goes to reach the back of the box. I shoot him in the ass with a pellet gun. That guy's going to hurt for a while, you know? Won't be able to sit down. 
not I like, I like how you went for the 15 pack, the plus three, not well, just the 12 pack. As you can see over here on the side, I have two 15 packs, which is a 30 pack. You put those uh, the math together on that, it's like you it's know, 65. 20 bucks. Uh, you have 30 racks we less. Yeah. So do you guys have any answers or uh, am I going cold here? Um, you're not going cold, but you're you're having to make us think on the spot. Um, no, I did not send this to you guys before. Right. So, okay. How about this? The old uh, deception game. I like right? it. So Predator won't fuck with you if you're unarmed. There's no sport in that. Oh, uh, yeah, because he's a hunter himself. Right. So uh, maybe take like a take up refuge in like a church somewhere and just kind of like kneel and pray. Okay. And when he comes in to, you know check out this this human ritual that we have he's a ritualistic guy himself you know yeah. ripping out spines and shit uh <laughs> you just uh incapacitate him and have a priest rape him to death uh this is a catholic church um probably best if it is yeah, yeah. sure kevin spacey can come too he's a big raper and also you will know they're probably gonna hide it anyway so no one's gonna find out about that'd it. be great and he's yeah. he's dead ultimately so that's my trap i will okay. be a little choir boy I um see. Uh, again, Kevin Spacey's involved. I'll lure him in there as well. With the deal of a House of Cards kind of spinoff that he can be involved in. But with aliens. With aliens. Where his wife doesn't become president. Spoiler alert yes. there. <gasps> oh, you oh, haven't seen it? I haven't man. seen past season two. Oh, Ooh. well, don't worry. He gets fired. Fuck. Well, yeah, they don't do another one anyway, so... Uh, no, they did past season it. two. Well. well, they're recasting it with... Um, they're, they're just continuing without him. Anthony Hopkins? Uh, what? Another scary <laughs> no old way. white man. Um, <laughs> Macias, do you have a, a booby trap situation you possibly would have for Predator? I don't know. Have him chase me to Bankhead Highway and just <laughs> let the environment take care of him. <laughs> yeah. Bankhead Highway. That's a, actually a pretty good one to do. But maybe I could chill him out with some drugs. Well, let's move on from that and let's just jump right into it. Marco, can you edge us into Predator? I don't think there's probably an amount of four people that haven't seen this movie. Hopefully they're listening right now. But if they haven't, can you just give it all to us, synopsis-wise, get the spoilers in there. What happens to Arnold and the crew? Uh, so Arnold uh, is part of a six-man team. Um, yeah. I think he's the seventh in that. But he is called in to do some um, some work for an old, old friend who goes by the name of General. Uh, General lets him know that they're doing a search and rescue mission for some people who have been traveling on, and I quote, the wrong side of the border. Can we also say that General looked drunk the entire time in the no, movie? No, he didn't. Like, I mean, he smelled drunk. He smelled drunk from my my TV screen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He what looked, else are you supposed to do in the jungle if you're just a sweaty old general? Wait, are we talking about Carl Weathers or the no, old white dude? The old white dude. Old okay. white dude. That yeah, guy yeah. looked like yeah. crazy eyed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely. He had all this old googly shit going on. He didn't know what he was. His, he had like, such a minimal part that like he was just was like, I'm mailing this flash in. Flashcards behind him, like read <laughs> this line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Creepy old uh, general calls in um, Dutch is uh, Arnold's name in the film uh, to do a uh, search and rescue mission for someone on the other side of the border. Um, they go in and they realize things are kind of not what they seem. Uh, they find some bodies early on. They go and they learn that they were baited into this mission uh, under false pretenses um, only to be trapped behind enemy lines because they can't get evac because they're in the other side of the, the border there. They, they general, rapey general can't go pick them up. Um, so they're left to their own devices being hunted by something, uh, getting picked off one by one uh, and not being able to get rescued. Pretty fucking accurate. I think that's actually really yeah. great for what you have not looked down once. This is all from just uh, going for it. I like and it. if you watch it backwards. Yeah, what is it backwards? Uh, if you watch it backwards, it's about uh, Arnold going into the forest 
to investigate an explosion where he then lifts a tree off of an alien light form and heals him. Uh, the alien then decides to learn the ways of medicine um, <laughs> through Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they kind of have this thing where I guess they get like scared of each other. So Arnold builds him a fire to get him to come back and warm him up. I like that. And he's like, wait, I need to, I need to go talk to you. Teach me more. So the alien then... Uh, starts running away from him. Arnold chases the alien back uh, up a waterfall, actually, and then uh, the alien spends some time healing people through his gun <laughs> yeah. and, like, on exploding them and, like, putting arms back on um, uh, Dylan. Uh, and and the other uh, crew members that yeah, no, away. he even puts a spine back in a human on the top of a tree <laughs> yeah. with no medical equipment. <laughs> it's fucking. And then, and then the six guys they go and they restore life to this uh, this rebel base, and uh, they right. have a little car the- generator that pumps water, and everyone lived happily ever after. That's right. I like this backwards synopsis thing. It's like if you were to do Human Centipede, it's really the story of three members, uh, you know, that were ass to mouth getting separated and being put back in the wild. That's, uh, That's beautiful. That's a happy story if I've ever heard one. So you guys call this movie a horror movie. I totally disagree with you, and so does IMDb. They say it's an action sci-fi thriller. Well. But whatever. I'll fuck with that. We'll see. What's your argument? No, I said I'll I'll fuck with that. In agreement. It's a a positive fuck. Sometimes not with the young language. This is a a slasher film. This is a slasher film. It's an action film, a sci-fi film, all in one. I think there's a bunch of stuff going on, and I will, throughout this episode, kind of make some points of that. No, listeners, write us and tell me why it's a horror movie. Argue with me, because I don't believe you. Anyway, it was directed by uh, John McTiernan. He is a king of action movies. He also directed Die Hard and Last Action Hero. Uh, He said he took Predator because it was an action movie that was all fun, like just a good time movie. And he's mentioned a couple times in interviews that he doesn't like cruel, mean-hearted action movies. I think that's what makes the movies that he chooses to do so enjoyable. So, like, the whole rebel village being slaughtered by a bunch of six American men wasn't, like, cruel action? (laughs) I mean... That was some pretty awesome action. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't sad. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they were bad guys. They were bad guys. They were firmly bad guys. Yeah. Because their skin was different or because they were in (laughs) the woods? I'm just kidding. Uh, Hey, we're all Hispanic here. Yeah, really, for real. That's fine. We are now. I think they just died a bunch. Did you see that Russian guy shoot a dude in the face? Yeah, I did see that. That was fucking brutal. Who's the Russian guy? I didn't realize there was Russian people there until my Russian girlfriend was like, Zach, that's not Spanish, you idiot. Uh, I didn't notice they were Russian until the subtitle said Russian chatter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, the guys in the village were all Russians. I think it was a deal between some uh, Latin American, Central American. It was Suganda. Suganda. Yeah, Sugandi's nuts. Russian. Suganda? Is that what what the fuck? I don't think so. No, No, I I led into Sugandi's nuts. That's beautiful. I was like, wow, I've never did that. That was like a fictional uh, yeah, no, no, race it's, of people it's, in this it movie. Was a joke. That's Wakanda. But go on. Wakanda. <coughs> Wakanda is nuts. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so with John McTiernan, unfortunately what he's been known for more recently is being arrested um, and going to prison. What? Yeah, he was convicted for lying to the FBI about having a private investigator illegally wiretap another movie producer. What could go wrong? Uh, yeah, uh, this was while working on uh, the hit classic Rollerball in 2002. <laughs> a lot of bad bitches in that film. Yeah, uh, so terrible movie. It, it's unfortunate that he um, got in trouble over this, but he was going after his uh, the movie producer. He thought that he was undermining him to the studio execs and financial backers. 
though, he lied to the FBI and ended up spending one year in jail and had to pay a $100,000 fine. Apparently, Damn. his net worth now is only like $103,000. Wow. So can you so imagine 50%. the man? So yeah, I mean, the man that made Die Hard, Last Action Hero, Predator, Predator, and now you're worth like $103,000 yeah. because you, not not that you wiretapped somebody, but that you lied to the fucking FBI about yeah. it. All right. So anyway, this movie was written by Jim and John Thomas, two brothers. They also worked on Wild Wild West. Well, the classic there. Is yeah. that the Will Smith movie? That yes. is the okay, Will right Smith on. movie. I like it, it. And Tommy Lee Jones? It actually yeah. was, right. Uh, so they began writing the script because John suffered a back injury and was laid up. So Jim suggested that they write something together, and that's how they came up with Predator. I actually learned this was actually just a speculative script. They weren't doing it. Uh, I don't know if that necessarily means, but somehow it found its way into the studio. And the only reason they chose to try to write this plot was because there was a joke running around Hollywood at the time that the only person that could fight Rocky in the franchise at this point was an alien because yeah. yep. he killed all the humans. And that it would have to be someone. So like, hey, fuck it. Let's just write a script about this. And then, uh, you know, then it comes later. They make this script called The Hunter. And they slide under a 20th century Fox executive door. And then it gets pushed to the cokehead, the producer, Joel Silver. And the next thing you know, they're making a fucking big action movie. Yeah, you glossed over the parts where they changed it from The Hunter to, to Predator. Hunter to Predator. Um well, that, and if we're talking about people that could beat Rocky Balboa, how about the six fucking meatheads, like, <laughs> dragging their goddamn knuckles Oof. through the forest? God. Just Any absolute Neanderthals could just knock out Rocky Balboa? This is honestly like a Baywatch for women. I'm sure. Oh, no, that's how and I felt. for dudes. Like, I felt so now. I think I'm in decent shape, and I looked at them and I was like, God, fuck me. I need <laughs> to get outside. I know. And I'm ripping beers in a basement now. It's awesome. Yeah. Talking about it. Yeah. Uh, also, I think the six people in Predator could have beat the shit out of Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Just any of them? Yeah, probably. Um, Sylvester Stallone. fucking huge. Sylvester Stallone getting his ass called out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Rocky was ever as big. Coming from someone that's never seen any of the Rocky movies, I don't think he was ever as big as any of the guys in this movie. Maybe Shane Black. Hawkins. Yeah. The, uh, the smaller dude, the script guy. Shrimp. Yeah, he was a little shrimpy. Hawkins was a little skinny boy. Um, but like I said, this movie was a sci-fi movie, and then they kind of turned it into a big action movie, at least for the first 45 minutes of it, because as we were talking about before, Macias and Marco, this movie does not really get anything sci-fi related until about 45 minutes when you actually see the Predator start to uh, unfold himself out of his invisibility cloak. Yeah, otherwise you just get the little heat yeah, visor heat action stuff going. So you know something's there. You know something's watching him just... That's great. And just, yeah. It just looked so fucking stupid to me. Well, I think I personally thought they got the re the action right, and that's why I thought the first 45 minutes doesn't lag so much because it's actually a decent, self-contained 45-minute action movie when they hit the rebel camp. Yeah. And then it throws a hard 90-degree turn where it's just like, shit's hitting the fan. What is going on? Is it a pig? Is it a couple gorillas a hunting? It was a pig. Yeah. Um, and then it is, I think, firmly like a, a lot more in the suspense camp. Yeah, no, no doubt. The first 45 minutes was just action. Let me shoot bullets and blow shit up. And the only reason it worked like that, I think, is just the great casting they did for it and all the personalities. And we're going to spend a lot of time this episode on the casting because this is probably... The only episode we've ever done that has this much personality with all these dudes. You think so? Ah, I think there's a lot of like meathead, like there's big a lot egos, of testosterone, big, for sure. Like, 
I don't know. I, I, I personally think this is probably the most uh, distinct characters we've had. Fine. Okay. Agree to disagree. That's fine. Scream, well, whatever. Maybe. Well, okay. I get that. But could you compare anyone in Scream to maybe one of my favorite actors that we've discussed thus far? And we're talking about the Austrian Oak. No? Arnold. Arnold. Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. Mr. Universe to you, sir. Well, in his acting prime, right after Commando, a few years after The Terminator, and right before a string of great movies like Total Recall and Kindergarten Cop. And let's briefly mention he also starred as the governor of California for eight years. Very true. Yeah. But on Wait, hold on. He was, the, he was Terminators before this? Yeah. Yeah. It was 1984. Oh, shit. Um, but on to Predator. <laughs> Predator. <laughs> He wanted to do this movie because he had a love for westerns and like this group atmosphere of guys like doing something together, like the Wild Bunch or the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, no, he actually had a, a an idea that he wanted to do like a Magnificent Seven. I think that was actually yeah. one of his uh, desires. I, I read it somewhere about well, he something. He got it then because this is basically that just in the jungle. The, yeah, the script was originally written to just be him, and he was like, "Nah, give me six other yeah. people that can die before me." That's very valiant of him to suggest other people be in the movie other yeah, than the you star. can't avenge people if there are no other people well that's, that's right. true i liked it better with the bigger cast anyway i don't think it'd be i think it'd be very boring if it was yeah. a rambo solo mission um he was their first choice to play major dutch the protagonist makes total sense if you're going to choose a bunch of hunks to go on this mission you want the hunk leader to be the hunkiest hunk like biggest dude seven years removed from getting the mr olympia gold medal at a bodybuilding contest this guy was fucking like churning out muscle Oof, yeah. biceps, you know, like the thermal rays should have just been all around him because that guy was hot, you know, he you was hot. yeah, no, for real. Um, further, they needed to make these guys really badass because the filming locations had leeches, snakes, really bad terrain and climates ranging from humidity to freezing cold temperatures at night. And this actually made it really hard for Arnold because in the scenes where he covers himself with mud. At the at nighttime, that would become freezing cold and wet and make a very big problem for his, uh, you know, his probably temperature system. Um, what is also fun about Arnold is the movie shoot was scheduled to end 48 hours before his wedding rehearsal dinner. He was his first time getting married. To Maria Shriver. Yes. And his fellow cast member, Jesse Ventura, jokingly started missing takes right before to make Arnold uh, think he was going to be missing it. And what he a actually dickhead. was late, which uh, Maria fucking hated. And the director did not think was very funny. Too much to mention about Arnold in this movie, but a really good story transition from him to Jesse Ventura or Blaine in the movie, the guy with the big minigun. Um, uh, what did you call it? Old Painless. Old Painless. That was yeah, right. Yeah, and he had the MTV shirt on. That was really odd to have under your military uniform, but I guess they're mercenaries, so it wouldn't matter what you They are not anyway. mercenaries. They're rescue groups. You're right. So you see, Jesse Ventura found out the, from the wardrobe department that his biceps were one inch bigger than Arnold's. Um, with this knowledge, he suggested that they measure arms at the gym with the winner buying a bottle of champagne. Ventura lost because Arnold had told the wardrobe department to tell Ventura false uh, measurements so he could beat him in that, because uh, he knew he was going to be wow. so competitive and actually measure biceps together, which I think is pretty ridiculous. Um, but that's a great story for Ventura. Jesse Ventura, who would also become a governor, he became a governor of Minnesota after this movie. And from all accounts, he was competitive, abrasive, and joker, all in real life. Same in the movie. Um, before all of this, he was a wrestler, a big-time wrestler. Jesse the, the Body Ventura. There you go. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if they measured dicks instead? I don't know who to won that. that you know, well, no, sure but you, just, you have two governors that are just like, oh, yeah. there is historical data of whose dick is bigger. 
Oh, also they they use a lot of steroids. I'm sure. So I'm sure they're not like you're looking at three inches versus like three and a half inches. You know. Uh, one's mean, bigger. Well, that's true. They Arnold and Jesse ended up sharing a role after this in The Running Man, which is also a very nice movie. Arnold actually selected Jesse for the role. He was the only person in those six people in the immediate crew that had actually been a Marine. So the boot camp they put the whole crew through didn't really phase him much. I was watching a documentary where he said he wouldn't go live with any of those suckers, but they were pretty good, which I think is kind of like a, yeah, okay, man, that's cool. He wouldn't go live with them as in like he wouldn't do like a mission with them in real life? Okay. It's like no shit you wouldn't do a mission with them in real life. With fucking actors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like a little callback to Tropic Thunder there. Anyone like that movie? I did love that. Where it's just six actors in the in the fucking woods and they're all just babies. I saw it. What? Oh, it's I a know. really it's a really funny movie. I know it's what everyone says. It is actually a really good movie. The blackface is fucking absurd by Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's another story about Ventura in in working out. If you guys can imagine, one time he drenched his body with water at the gym. So when Arnold got there, he would think that he was working out for hours before him. And this uh, started a competition where both actors eventually started waking up as early as 4 and 3 a.m. to work out every morning just to make sure the other one wasn't getting more workout time, which is fucking absurd to me. These personalities just further, like hearing these stories just makes me believe they picked the perfect people to be in this movie. And all the while, Arnold is like smoking like XL tampon sized cigars (laughs) the entire time. Like if it's about health, he is he is so committed to the role that he's blasting his lungs with these fucking honking cubanos the entire time while waking up at three in the morning to beat jesse ventura to the freaking wax yeah it's 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 fucking absurd next up we have one of my favorite sonny landum and he was the tracker i think he was the native american billy in the movie and just a small time mention that he's actually from Canton, Georgia, which, which is, is where I'm from, which is from where Macias is from. Very close to Atlanta. He was an actual descendant of the Cherokee and Seminole tribes and starting his acting career in pornography. I oh, hell go back yeah. And, look at that. Uh, and he was only, get this, allowed on set by the sets insurance company. When if, there were no women on. Well, not that. If they hired a personal bodyguard, but not for... Not, not to protect him, but to protect everyone else because he was such a huge prick that he picked fights with everyone, so they demanded that they had a bodyguard just follow him around every single place he went. Yo, that fucks so much harder than him actually being a porn star, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He will show up and fucking break you and then bang your wife. But why would you even <laughs> hire him at that point? Whatever. Exactly. Like, why risk it? Well, because you need an engine to track the thing with his well, nose. Are it, we going to talk about that at all? He like a, Is he a dog? No, like, I... I, I well, can't say that. I'm just saying, like, he has a nose. Is it like a dog or he's something? A, no, he's a Native American, man. Like, you can't that. say that. But I was even talking to Marie about this. Like, are they just innately good at tracking? Uh, just... ac- according to, like, Hollywood, I guess. Yeah. But the one thing they didn't do is put his ear to the ground or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, like, on the trunk t- trunks of the trees to hear which one or he's in. Like, the wind through the grass. Yeah, right? It's talking to us is what's happening. But like I said, there's not as much to say about him other than the fact that he was violent. Uh, now on to Carl Weathers, yeah, who uh, was awesome. He already had success from the Rocky franchise as the villain turned friend Apollo Creed. And from the new movie Creed, he's the father that dies. Um, Carl played Dylan, the army insider in the movie, kind of the bad guy. He was the first choice for the role from day one. Um, and Carl had a great time on set. And in an interview, admitted that Arnold Schwarzenegger from this movie got him addicted to smoking cigars because he kept asking him if he wanted a cigar. He kept saying, no, I'm not a smoker. Finally took one, took two. And then Arnold sent him home with a box of cigars that were really nice. And then Carl Weathers said he just started smoking fucking hey, cigars. Hey, well, yeah. hey, you want a really expensive bad habit? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, his quote from the interview was, shame on you, Arnold. Shame on you. We also mentioned that he played Chubbs. In uh, Happy Gilmore? In Happy Gilmore. Yeah. What the happened one- to your hand, Chubbs? Uh, the gator ate it? Or yeah, the gator it, fucking it, ate it. Was it the gator or the crocodile? Uh, was it in saltwater or freshwater? It was a, Ooh, it was a golf course. Uh, here's the real way to know. Uh, yeah. If it was a gator, it will see you later. Did it see him <laughs> later? I think it did. It was a fucking gator. Was Wait, a gator. but which ones are saltwater? Gators. Ask Gator? Wikipedia? I don't, I don't have Crocodiles enough Crocodiles in the Nile. Oh, okay, sorry. We're not All a right. reptile podcast. I'm sure uh, <laughs> coming at you hot with reptiles. We'll get onto us about Someone that. Someone fact check that. Yeah. But for workout <laughs> stories to keep it consistent, Carl said the actors were starting to wake up at 3 and 4 a.m. to start working out. And um, to trick them, he actually would work out when they weren't there. And he would just always look you know, awesome. And he said that he was uh, given that just from fucking gods. vascular yeah. as fuck. Did not have to work out. Just wanted out. to make it look like he never exercised. That's yeah. so tight. God given. It was a mind game with all those dudes. Yeah. I know. Between the cigar gifting, the freaking drenching yourself with sweat, and this guy just like jerking off in the shadows to come out and his forearms <laughs> are huge. It's crazy. It's amazing. I, I kind of love it because it worked really well. But to shift gears, let's, uh, let's talk about the person behind the mask of the Predator. We have to talk about the initial problems they had with casting the actual Predator. See, they really wanted John Claude Van Damme because of his martial arts skills, and he was like real ninja-like. But then Van they Damme, were like, Street Fighter. Yeah, but they were like, "Yo, dude, this guy's only five ten, which isn't small. I'm a five eleven myself. It's perfectly average. I'm five eleven. But it is small when you're talking to like Arnold, Jesse, and Carl's, who are anywhere between six two and six five. Yeah. It made him look like a fucking shrimp." Uh, actually, the suit, the original suit, that too. actually looked like a fucking shrimp. Yeah, it did. Uh, bring out the dancing <laughs> lobsters. The original suit that bothered him in the jungle because it was so hot, and also no one told him that it was a digital suit because it was all red, so he just thought it looked like a big lobster, oh, which it did made look him like a big seem lobster. really stupid. So instead of Claude, they chose Kevin Peter Hall, a 7'2 actor who had been a basketball star turned actor known for playing monsters and aliens because of his height, which is kind of sad. But hey, make your money, you know. Fuck yeah, sad, take your money where you can get it. I get that. And then dunk it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a basketball star. So this wasn't his first rodeo because he had been a monster before. Um, also, the suit had to be redesigned for him and the final scene to be reshot because the Predator was eight feet tall and Kevin was only seven two. So basically, they made a suit that was too big for him so he couldn't see through it the whole time when he was doing the final scene. So he hit Arnold a few times, actually, uh, not on purpose, but just because he couldn't see through the fucking hole. A couple fun facts on that, though. So yeah. the, the suit was about 200 pounds in the Mexican heat of the jungle. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So apparently, uh, as a gimme, as a thank you for playing and, and loving the shit around they let him be the chopper pilot on the very final scene yeah I saw yeah that. he's the chopper pilot yeah I, awesome. I don't know how he got crammed into a pilot seat being seven foot two but that was his like his moment it was his sure. moment of screen time just looking at the mushroom cloud my oh, question is is there maybe a deeper correlation between them being connected the predator was the chopper pilot at the end mm, no because he blew up Okay. Spoiler alert. I don't know. Also, on the redesign, before you miss on that, uh, do you guys know how the redesign of Predator came from the uh, boiled lobster to the monster we know and love today? We're going to get into special effects. So if I don't get it in a second, let me know, because we're going to switch over there and like... No, it's not special effects. Apparently, James Cameron was on a Trans-Pacific flight yeah. with the uh, the designer. Stan I Winston? Know, I don't know if it was one of the brothers. It was Stan Winston. Was it? Okay, so apparently he was sitting next to him, and uh, he looked at it and said, you know what that thing needs is a bunch of fucking mandibles. Otherwise, it just looks like a big old pussy. 
It did look like a pussy. <laughs> real quick, how many beers would it take you to before you fucked Predator in the face? Predator in the face. Yeah. Uh, how many I beers? I usually block out around 17 to 20, so probably 21. I'm I'm going to five. Okay, that's I fair. can ignore the mandibles in five. But you're saying Jim Cameron was like, yo, dog, out of these mandibles. James. Uh, I call him Jim. Oh, you on a first-name basis? Uh, I personally am. <laughs> I don't think he knows this, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, apparently he was sitting next to him on a flight to to uh, Japan. Japan and said, here, you know, kind of like a hey, hand me the pencil and, and added all those weird ass mandibles to it. And now that is just like the iconic face where the four things peel apart and you get to play how many beers with your buddies. Still looks like a pussy. How many beers? Answer the question. Negative. I'm a lesbian. I'll do it for free. Oh, you, okay. You, there you go. Okay. Half lesbian. Well, you don't have to. I have to clarify on this. That's fine. That's okay. Fine. So now you have to say how many beers. It was free for lesbian. How much for half lesbian? Oh, wow. For half lesbian. Can do half beer. A pickleback. Pickleback. Pickleback's One pickleback. Mm-hmm. I do love picklebacks. Betty smelled like a pickleback. I'm sure he did smell like pickleback. But to get back into the monster design, which you were leading us into, Marco, it was done by Arnold's good friend, Stan Winston. Um, but before I can explain that, as we're getting, let's explain what could have happened to the movie, which was a really shitty monster suit. So bad that they were like, we need to send this to the studio to see if they can give us more money to see if they can actually help us book Stan Winston because he had been on a set doing the Terminator before this so he was actually really good and Arnold was like yo I know a guy that does this shit let's get Stan Winston yo I know a guy that does this shit let's get Stan Winston let's get Stan Winston Um, what I thought was really funny is Arnold said about this first suit he said it looked like a lizard suit with a duck head and then I someone else on sets commented that it looked like a horseshoe crab, <laughs> which is both not super intimidating. No. And I couldn't imagine John von Klan Dom's kind of like, you know, crabbing around the place in this like, that's a good sound too. So they sent the studio, the studio was like, nah, we can't fucking do this. Let's hire Stan Winston. Let's go from there. And don't look at this. Stan Winston did in 10 year span, the Terminator special effects. Mm-hmm. He did these Predator special effects. He also did Pumpkinhead, which was a whole new oh. character. He also was key in the first person on Jurassic Park, all within 10 years. <sighs> you can all believe that. Oh. Um, this guy won groundbreaking shit there. multiple Academy Awards within 10 years for, special, for, for visual effects. So it does not surprise anyone that he was very sought after and probably one of the special effects artists that we haven't talked about on this podcast that are up there with the guys that we always like jerk ourselves off to, like, you know, Tom Savini. Or, I'm sorry. Um, I can't give her the fact that he did all these movies and Pumpkinhead. I know. <laughs> well, Pumpkinhead isn't great, but the uh, the creature design the, yeah, is actually yeah, pretty yeah. original. Like okay. this guy But was... the man who worked on Jurassic Park did fucking <laughs> Pumpkinhead. But Pumpkinhead looks pretty fucking cool. He does look cool. All right. Not cool. I'll give you that. That's, very... That must have been where they spent all the budget. Obviously. <laughs> on the fucking special. I watched it the other day. You're right. It's not very good. No. Um, but they did have to do some movie magic to get the monster invisible on screen. It was done by layering footage over a scene's background and overlaying it on the Predator actor in the kind of the same way you do like a green screen kind of thing. Except... They couldn't use green because there was a lot of green on the actual costume and around them, so they used red, which is the same reason they were using red initially with uh, JCBD. 
Um, John, Are you on a nickname basis with JCVD? Personally, but not. He doesn't know that. Damn, I got to get your little black book. Right? Uh, then they would obviously isolate the red and erase the suit. And that's why you saw all those like cheesy, invisible scenes. And this was actually pretty crazy for 1987 standards. It doesn't look super great. It doesn't. Now? Well, the idea before that was kind of shitty as well. What was the idea before that? The idea before that was put a monkey in a oh, suit yeah. and have the monkey <laughs> swing through the trees. But apparently after like all of a quarter of a take, the monkey just kept on ripping the suit off. Uh, and shit them or something? Well, I, well t- maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there getting caked with shit, but apparently uh, it wasn't working. So they were like, God, that was a shit idea. And they went back to the drawing board. So apparently live animals wearing a color suit swinging through the work. trees doesn't work. I think even just the idea of having a character or a monster that's invisible for about 45, you know, 50 minutes of the fucking movie is very Jaws-like because they don't show Jaws in its entirety. But you know what it is. You know, but you know what it is. You don't know what it looks like. Which right. It's a creepy. fucking shark. You know what? Oh, wait. You it's mean a fucking predator. alien. You well, mean I'm predator. I thought you meant you'd know what Jaws looked like. It was a fucking great <laughs> well, white shark. Well, he's a great white shark. It's a grizzly bear. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. In the water? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of scary. Bears can actually swim, and they eat fish. I mean, we're halfway there. Yeah. They don't just like- don't eat Massachusetts? Massachusetts? <laughs> Massachusetts. New Jerseyans. Uh, New Sugandans, Jerseyans. like the people Sugandans, in, the, in, in Predator. Right. Um, all that said, this movie was nominated for an Academy Award for visual effects, but lost to Inner Space, which was a Dennis Hopper movie that I've not seen. Fuck those nerds. Yeah, I don't think Interspace should have won that because this movie uh, seemed to do a lot better for the times. Um, quick mention to Alvin Silvestri, who did this movie soundtrack. He did it right after coming off doing Back to the Future, which he got a lot of uh, acclaim for. Ooh. Yeah. And I thought he did it pretty well. The soundtrack has a lot of bongos. It has a lot of synths, like soft synths going in the background. And it builds up on xylophones throughout the whole thing to where at the end it starts, like, you know, just going off. It's very orchestral. Um, good word. It doesn't stick out too much, which is good. Like, you don't notice it necessarily outside of what's going on in the movie, which is, I think, one of the more important parts to any kind of movie, but definitely horror, that you can... Not have a memorable score? Yes. <laughs> which is great. Well, no, I think it, like if it fits in so much that you don't remember it, it probably did its job right. dun 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 Like, you don't want to... dun 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 that's all I remember from the score. Whenever she gets real, you, well, you like you like a lot of composers. So I maybe. was actually, yeah, I was listening to a podcast today called like it's soundtracks. It was about Jurassic Park actually, and they Back to the Future was just done recently. Anyway, this Alvin Silvestri is obviously a big deal, but yeah, I don't remember. Like I love film scores. I just didn't remember this one. Uh, I don't know. It didn't for stick Predator? with. Yeah, it didn't stick with me. But I'll like do I it said, again for you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it doesn't ring a bell for dun, dun, me. Dun, dun. It's not the underground worlds in Mario. Uh, it's it's Predator dun, when dun, shit dun, gets dun, real. Dun, 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 dun. That's Mario. Dun, 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 dun. That's more Predator. Predator. Okay. Yeah. I'm not really sure how they were able to afford any of this as far as the Arnolds, the Weathers, the Winstons for special effects for this movie, unless they were somehow able to you know, get some big funding for it. <laughs> Well, when they stopped halfway through filming to redesign The Predator, they edited an hour of the movie to show the studio. And they liked it so much, they gave them extra money to beef up the last action scenes that needed to be shot. So the scrapping of the original design ended up being a really good thing. I bet. And they wound up spending $15 million in total, but it grossed a whopping $98 million. <laughs> Yeah. It really fucking well. That Not bad at all. The first weekend? Or no, gross, no, you said. No, I think first weekend was like 12 million or something like that. That's but not bad for opening weekend. Yeah. What is it, 84, we said? It had 87. the second biggest opening weekend in 87, other than, of course, Bad Beverly, Boys 2. No, almost. Beverly Hills Cops 2. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, but it's really good, though. 
It's like number one. It's good. Is it? I love number one. Yeah, it's good. Watched it a couple years ago. Yeah. Anyway, so the movie was filmed. Well, it was in the movie. It was supposed to be the fictional jungle of Valverde, but the film was shot in Palenque and Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. When they scouted Puerto Vallarta, the trees were all lush and beautiful. Once they got there to film, the leaves were turning brown and falling. Ooh. So they had to add fake leaves, like glue them to the trees and shit to make them look more believable. That sucks. Well, they yeah. do that in golf. They like spray paint the greens or whatever. When really? it's like, oh yeah, uh, the Masters in Augusta. Huh? That entire course is spray painted green when it's really? on TV. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. No, I it's didn't awesome. Know that. No, it's it's maybe they took it from the Predator. <laughs> yeah, maybe you wow. got to glue green shit to trees and you get you get asses in seats. That's how you do it. That's Holy crazy. shit! It's incredible. So when they got the extra cash flow, when they started to redesign Predator, the director thankfully convinced the studio to let them move filming to Palenque on the Caribbean side of Mexico. And that's where the jungle scenes were shot, most of them. So it ended up looking a lot more real. Yeah. It was real. It's also apparently so cold in the jungle, at least at night, like Zach said, that temperatures went to below freezing and they had to use heat lamps like constantly to keep them warm. And that's crazy. Yeah. So Arnold with that mud did not help. Sure. And uh, in addition to that, they all had to deal with leeches, scorpions, snakes, and traveler's diarrhea. Rest in peace to my scorpion, buddy. I know. (laughs) Anytime. Yeah, so sorry, PETA. They actually did have to kill one scorpion making this movie. And that monkey that took Cape took another red suit, you know? Maybe they just left it in the jungle. Like, go be with your friends. Put two bolts on its head. (laughs) I'm sure they did. Neither here nor there. Yeah, well, someone else fact check that. If we're going on the fact check list, we got the Do greens it. from Augusta, the monkey, the scorpion. Um, was, was Suganda on there also? No, we had no, another fact I don't check think from that's earlier on there, but uh, we can keep adding to it. Yeah. So speaking of that diarrhea, McTiernan ended up losing twenty five pounds from avoiding the food. Lucky, like a smart man. That's a good diet, man. Well, I mean, know. Either you lose twenty five pounds to the shits, or you lose twenty five pounds to not eating that's so true you think they have pop tarts in the jungle uh not in the jungle but probably the jungle convenience stores yeah like right like 24 twinkies yeah. yeah no just process shit that'd be fine yeah like you get so fat eating that though i don't no. know how you'd lose weight well, if he didn't eat any of the food there i was thinking like what actually did he eat probably a bunch of fucking junk food he brought with him then he's he a director just... cocaine they're all doing cocaine apparently yeah, you gotta eat yeah. cocaine yeah that's a lot of money and a uh, lot of cocaine. That's a bunch of, that's a big budget. Yeah, I was going to say, that explains like why his net worth is so low now. Dial it forward. Uh, this movie, as we know, obviously spawned a franchise that consists of merchandise, video games, crossovers, and is still listed as one of the best 1980s movies or just one of the best like action movies to come out in a while. Um, but as far as its intangibles, uh, to me, I think this movie did the human hunting trope very well and almost uh, was the was the best example of the most dangerous game. If you ever read that as a child or nope. you know elementary school, high school. You know, that short story about someone hunting humans because we're the most dangerous game. I think this movie had the best, uh, I don't know, illustration of that. I don't know. That I've ever read. seen. Um, and I think it further reinforced, which I'm going back to horror here, the crossover of action and horror and sci-fi like movies. What's the way here? Event Horizon. Okay. Jurassic Park, mm. which both came after Predator. I think those are both movies you could you could argue are horror movies. Jurassic Park less than Event Horizon, obviously. Whoa, way less. Well, way less. But this movie's a R-rated movie with a scary guy that's it's creeping a stepping stone. I, it's a stepping stone in the forest, and it's not much of teens. Obviously, it's six you know special you know special forces dudes. But what's the difference at that point? Is my argument. I um, guess if I'm comparing it to like the faculty or something, it just yeah. doesn't have 
I don't know. It's not That's a, a recency bias, though. It's not a yeah. It's not a quintessential horror movie or a slash movie. You I don't know what it is. You don't know what it looks like. All you know is it fucks shit up. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And all you know what it is that it can see you in heat, and that's it. It's smarter than you. It's gonna kill you. It's gonna get your little coolie down. That's it. It even has the creature ve- feature vision, you know. Yeah. Yeah, which is thermal vision. Cool. Yeah, that thermal vision at the end. The first forty-five is a big old jerky offy show to everyone being way more athletic and in shape than I am. And then after that, it takes a really hard turn and oh shit, this is real. This is, you know, this is not what we thought it was. We need to fall back on our guerrilla training. Oh shit, it doesn't mean anything. And you get picked off one by one. And I think that is a that that's a quintessential part of horror. If you get just get like one by one, the cast gets whittled off. Also, fun fact, a black guy did not die first. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah. I did not think about that. Oh yeah, I got that one See, down it real can't quick. Be a horror movie. Hold now. on, hold on. Who died first? So it definitely was Poncho or Hawkins. I don't remember which one looked the same to me, you know? Don't be racist. I'm not. I'm just saying they look very similar. Um, but all skinny that, white dudes, yeah. not the jacked white dudes. All no. that said, this movie led to a bunch of Predator remakes. Obviously, we had Predator Two that came in 1990 with Danny Glover, which I don't think is that bad. I think it's actually kind of fun. I liked it. It's not the same. It's was in that New 1990? York. I believe it was 1990. Fact I thought check it was me LA. Uh, also, fact check me because it's probably LA. I could be wrong about that. Um, but the AVP stuff, Alien versus Predator, I don't really care for. Miss me with that shit. But I really hope that the new Predator that comes out in two weeks is well received. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Eat my bad. me. Okay. But I don't actually know how Predator, this Predator came out in 1987. Did it do well at all as far as like its reception? Yeah. Well, okay. So it has an 80% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 87 audience score, mm. uh, 7.8 on IMDb. Reviews were kind of mixed, so one critic from New York Times said it was alternately grisly and dull, while another critic from Hollywood Reporter said it is so lean, so exciting, and so imaginative that you can watch it every month or two, year in and year out, never get tired of it. That's like uh, me talking about Scream. I agree with the second one, personally. I don't know. I think I watched it so late in life yeah. that I don't... I mean... I don't appreciate it It wasn't much. like a bedroom poster thing for you, I guess. No, I know. And like, I just I think like a lot of these movies, you have to be young to... Like when you see it, because now I'm like, oh, look at those fucking visual effects. Well, like, it's not I, like thing. You can't watch that when you're young. You're just fucking scarred. But yes, yeah, you thing I didn't see until I was older. But I've, I mean, I thing obviously blows this one out of the water. But they're completely different. Oh, this agreed. Is like, this they is are. action and whatever. But I think basically what it comes down to is if you're interested in a good original plot, you won't find it here. But if you want sweaty, sexy, muscular men mowing people down with guns, lots of blood. Countless explosions and an alien robot creature that can skin people alive. Then this is the movie for you. Why are you smiling? Yeah, just keep going. It sounds like you like it. I guess when I talk about it like that, it has all the things that I like. It's just kind of if I had to get six weighed by some dudes in the jungle, it would be this cast. Yeah. Well, hold on. Time out. Anna, hot. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, she's pretty hot. You think so? She was like tribal fine in the forest, hot. Not that I ever had that experience. She wasn't not hot. But it yeah. also made money when it came out. Oh, it made a shit yeah. ton, yeah. But what what did they put on those trailers and those movie posters? Because obviously the taglines, one of our favorite parts, where we're going to look at these taglines and see if they're any good. I have a feeling they're not going to be super great, but that's just me. I don't know. Uh, so a little bit of uh, homework here. Um, one of, Actually, one of the more favorable ones. I'll save that one for the end. Yeah. But uh, this one is nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. Okay, I'm a little. Like a, I'm interested. It could be a rom-com one though. They'd be the love. No, you don't, no, no love like this has ever been on Earth before. 
It'd be E.T. That could be like, you know, I E.T. Don't know. Go Home. It could be E.T. Predator fuck shit up. Basically, but I don't like it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> soon. The hunt will begin. No. The hunt for Red October? Is that what it is? Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, actually, another if I had to pick a dude. McTiernan actually directed uh, that movie as well. That's why I'm like, you're going to use us for the hunt for Red October 2, dude? That's lazy poster writing. Yeah, I know. Hmm. It came for the thrill of the hunt. It picked the wrong man to hunt. Okay. Oh, that's fine. It's fitting for Arnold. Is Arnold a man, or I think he's a little bit more of a man. Yeah, a little bit more he's of a, a man. cyborg. Have you seen fucking Terminator? Mm, yes. He's not yeah. a cyborg. He's Terminator. He's a T-1000. Yeah, you're I right. I thought a cyborg means you have one eye. The cyclone. Or Cy- no, Cyclops. 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 Cyclone is the, the twister. Yeah. Another good movie, Cyclops. Twister. Okay, but what's the other thing? Cyborg. Cyborg. Oh, it just means you're, uh, you're just a robot. I yeah. think that's another one where okay. you're like half human, half machine. Who's an android? Okay, hold on, hold on. The best one, and I think probably yeah. one of the most notable ones. Okay. Um, and this is just this has like big erect dick in one hand, <laughs> like forty ounce beer in the other, and like maybe a bunch of guns behind you. Is if it bleeds. We can kill it. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's one. That's the golden one. See, that's the one I would go see if I saw that poster. You know, you tell me if it bleeds, I can kill it. I'm not thinking about periods, just in the top of my head. I'm just <laughs> thinking about the the aliens I could possibly bleed and I can kill. I didn't know I could kill them before they started bleeding. Do you, you know, know how they made his blood? How they made the blood? Yeah. How? Yeah, mixture of KY jelly and that shit inside glow sticks. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Also, another horror movie that did glow stick blood was Reanimator. But they put it in the serum. Yeah, because oh. you did that yourself. Does anyone else have any fun facts to put on uh, Predator? Because I, I, I have two, and then we're going to break and go the ratings. But um, my first one is the voice to Predator that he used. That one. Guess who did that? The guy that did Optimus Prime as well, Peter Kent. Oh, that's a strong voice. Didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. Autobots. Um, also, one of the cameras was given a reel of incorrect film stock, so that's why you see a lot of the shots are grainier than others, which seems like a noob mistake, but hey, you know, what are you going to do in the Mexican jungle? Um, that's all I have. Uh, Marco Macias, did you have any fun facts? Yeah, I actually read that the Department of Defense allegedly tested a, te- a type of camouflage that is also supposed to mirror its surroundings, like the Predator. Oh, geez. Uh, used millions of fiber optic, optic cables, and the effect apparently made the person look just like a heat wave. That's Jesus pretty cool. Jesus Christ. That's what could go scary. wrong? They obviously took that from Predator. I'm sure they just watched that, and they're like, whoa, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, I got two for you fun facts. Okay. One's more of a, uh, I, one's more of a I did it kind of on the fly, and the other one is a fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, to do these thermal effects that you're talking about, um, they actually had to mist down the jungle with icy water mist because the surroundings were so hot yeah. and the thermal images weren't picking up the people. Interesting. So it was just this big effort to make a jungle like 50 what? degrees and wet and oh, then have like these big muscly dudes like traping through it. Uh, the second one is we'll, we'll pose a question to you both. Uh, you know the scene where they literally deforest a... Uh, um, I guess a small Section. city block yeah. with, with ammunition. Right. Okay, I ran the numbers. Okay. How many bullets do you think were fired in that, I'll give it to you, it's one minute window. It starts at uh, 48 minutes and 15 seconds, ends at 49.15. I have no idea, like, that the painless gun or whatever it was called. Old painless. Old painless. I'm like, I don't even know how many rounds I could shoot off. Well, I mean, well, uh, I it's 6,000 rounds per minute. I did my homework. Oh, yeah, it's really? a lot, but it doesn't shoot the whole time. 
Okay. I did conservative rounding. So it's probably like 4,500. Conservative rounding. Okay. Give me your guesses, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Well, I played a lot of Call of Duty, a lot of Battlefield in my day. I'm going to have to say that sounds like about mm, 4,533. Well, no, you, you got it's not just the Gatling gun, old painless. Oh, you're saying it's everybody that's every, shooting is Every general. single round fired to mow oh, those Christ. trees down. 10,000. So you you have an M60 Maybe. machine gun, a Gatling gun, two M16s, two MP5s, a fucking like eight shot grenade launcher, and then like the under M16 grenade launchers. 5281 is my final well answer. Well, I'm not Regis fucking Philbin, but sure. <laughs> sure. 10 grand. 10, 10 grand. <laughs> Actually, you guys are right on both the high and the low. I'm right in the middle. 7,007 rounds were fired yeah? by okay. my calculation Damn. in that 60 second window. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Um, great calculation because I have not even thought how to how to get into that. Well, the the guy said that uh, God shit. What was his name? Um, Ventura said that he fired off two hundred rounds from the minigun. Bullshit. That'll take like ten seconds tops. Also, that whole gun doesn't make any sense if we're going to get into it because it was a helicopter gun that they. You're not man enough. That guy wasn't man enough to do that. No, he wasn't, but he still fucking did Yeah, they said the it. battery to it, like, they had to hide the entire time when they were filming, but it was fucking huge. Like, it was just, like, so unrealistic that they'd be carrying this around. they would never give someone a minigun in a forest like that, because that's, like, the stupidest way to use it. Uh, what if you need to mow down a bunch of trees? Uh, you don't do that, I guess, is a... But I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not someone that would know how to do that in the first place. That scene was so obsessive that I just started laughing, like, halfway through it. <laughs> I'm like, what, what the it, fuck is happening? It was just shooting amazing. off all the ammo. It was yeah. pretty great. Um, but let's let's take a quick break. So we're going to do a small reading from Predator to break it up between uh, the two segments. Um, we have Phillips that's going to be played by Marco. Uh, I'm going to be voicing it as Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. We have Schaefer, Dutch, who's going to be played by Macias, is doing some Southern Bell action. That's right. And I'm going to be talking in a voice that can only sound like a pedophile. So, you know, we'll go from there. You're looking well, Dutch. Been a long time, General. We got a real problem here. <laughs> Some right up your alley. <laughs> 18 hours ago, I was in front of one of the choppers transporting three presidential cabinet members from this little charming country were shot down. The pilots readied in from the ground that they were alive. <laughs> Their position was fixed by the transponder beacon on board the chopper. That's over the border, General. That's the problem. Apparently, they're straight off course. <laughs> we're certain they've been captured by the gorillas. What have you got in mind, General? Well, we figured that we got less than 24 hours to catch up with them. And after that, and I'm my hope. We want to rescue Operation Man tonight. Uh, it doesn't give you much time. What else is new? When do we leave? You lift off in three hours. Oh, and there's one other thing. What's that, General? Someone else is going to be going in there with you. You know we don't work without ciders, General. Who said there's anything about ciders, <laughs> Dutch? Last time we danced, it was Lieutenant Schaefer. Dylan, you son of a bitch. How you been, Dutch? What's the matter? The IA have you pushing too many pencils, Dylan? Had enough? No way, old buddy. You never did know when to quit. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a table read of that uh, first scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger comes and meet Carl's weather and that drunk fucking old general. You guys didn't <laughs> grunt enough after you high-fived. We didn't grunt <laughs> enough. <laughs> 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 Okay, okay, to conclude everything, it's on to ratings, thoughts, and data to catch any new listeners up because it's my favorite section. We're going to grade all movies for 11 horror variables and an overall grade and various other metrics. So let's jump into it. For jump scares, we gave this movie a 36.6% rating out of 10. At 100%. Yeah. 
I think that's probably pretty fair. I don't think there was a lot of jump scares in this movie. I think I was on the high end of that. I said five out of ten. You okay, were. I, said I two. was at four, so it makes sense. You said two. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's that's less than the total number of jump scares in the film, though. Well, the jump scares that even happened weren't that crazy. I rated it as a two. Okay, no, that's fair. I'll yeah. just I'll let you know. The that only I counted three jump scare okay. for me was the one where they pulled out the 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 leaves and the shredded bodies were there. I'm like, oh shit, shredded bodies. Interesting. Uh, for soundtrack, which I covered with the uh, Sylvester guy, we had a 38.3 percent. There was one song in it. Well, there was Little Richard in the beginning, and there was some atmospheric stuff. But, I mean, I'll agree it wasn't, like, super present, but I would almost argue that because it wasn't super present in the movie, that it, it's its job. I, I bitch-smacked it down to a 1.5 out of no, 10. No, I see oh, that. damn. For the singular song that they had in the helicopter that Max starts singing when he's, like, losing his fucking mind. Yeah, it's Little Richard. Yeah, that's great. It's great. That's the only song in the film, though. Well, score and soundtrack is, are both kind of coupled together, I suppose. Eh. That's fine. No, 38%. For gore, we all agreed. We had a 71%. Yeah, it was so we good. We were all in the seven. Had that blood packet that blows that guy's head up. Dude, and the fucking the skinless bodies. For shock value, 58%. It's not a very shocking movie. I think it value. is. Really? For because I think because I've always thought of it as like an action movie. So like seeing, like I said, the skinless bodies at the beginning, I was like, whoa, this is pretty fucking bloody. So 58% for that. Suspense. We have a 774 for a 60%. I think it was terribly suspenseful, but I think that the whole movie is kind of like you don't know what's going on, so that you know that leads to a larger suspense Who factor. Who was the other seven? Me, and then the Macias gave it a four. Yeah. Of course you were. Yeah. yeah. For monster slash killer appeal, we all agreed 80%. Great I gave monster. it a five. Yeah, well, we gave it a 10 and a 9. Wow. I'm about to dive over this table and hit the shit out of you. <laughs> I didn't think he was that creepy. It's, I it love is, the monster. It is a monster. It's not like a... It's a monster. I don't like him with the heat wave stuff. See, I liked him when he was like with his dreadlocks. And then before he takes his mask off, he's got the vagina on his face. But that was him. It's a vagina with mandibles. <laughs> I don't know. We're That's so on. fucking awesome. We can't waste too many time. Special effects, we gave it a 73%. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Can't beat it. Horniness, we all agreed, except for Macias for some reason. She oh. gave it way up, 36%. Oh, shit. I meant to rate that a 7 instead of a 2. You did. I put that down. Don't worry. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I love the sweaty men. That was so nice. So you curved it up because that one lady only gave me and Marco about a 2. Oh, it gave me a half chub and yeah. a 2. <laughs> uh, for scariness, 48%. Not the scariest movie. No. Acting, 73%. We all agreed it was pretty good acting. And plot, the highest one we've graded so far, 83%. I like it. I gave it a 10. I'm I sorry. Gave it a 10 too. I'm sorry. If I gave it a 10 too. If so you can start here and have, well, I'm going to just spitball it here. There's probably sure. eight or nine films that came out of this film. Yes. You know, for better or for worse, this thing made a franchise. Yeah. They start with a good plot. And it's, it's not like a good franchise where you're like, we'll cut it off at two. No. This is a fucking cash cow, and you cannot say it's a bad plot. It is a phenomenal plot. Well, you plot. can say it's a bad plot. But you're wrong. Ah, Messiah said it was a bad plot. I just think the appeal, at least to me, is like, dude, you've got a bunch of fucking hot, muscly dudes, and you have like this crazy creature from outer space. Mow them down. And yeah, and they're like, they're special forces or whatever the fuck they are. Like, that's cool. I just, I don't know. Those, those are what appeals to me more than like the plot does. So, for overall grades, I went through the uh, different variables. I gave this movie a 90%. Damn. Fuck me running. That's way better than me. This movie is an action. It's horror. It's comedy. It's slasher. It's four things that I absolutely love packaged in one. Uh, Throwing the actors that were in it and their chemistry, 
And uh, you have a great-looking monster at the time uh, in 1987. I'll excuse all the weird effects with the uh, invisibility. And Arnold's really out-of-place one-liners for a serious movie he was doing. And uh, overall, I think it's like a fun movie that I could watch over and over. Almost like you like Scream. Like, I could watch this movie, even though it's two hours over and over again. So I'm going to give it 90%. Marco, your guest. I'll let you go next. And Macias conclude everything. Um, You give it a 73%. What did you think about it? So I did have to knock it down past your, what was it, 90s? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it wasn't quite a 90. It is one of my more favorite films, but I think it does leave stuff to be desired. Sure. Um, my overall grade, though, is an A-. minus. Yeah. Uh, it has a special place in my heart, uh, and I think it has a very similar place in other people's hearts uh, that are both fans of horror, fans of slashers, fans of action, fans of thrillers. It covers all those bases. Uh, you mentioned comedy. I wouldn't really go that far, but... <laughs> I would. Sexual transfer of sex? Uh, yeah, uh, or how about uh, you got a really big pussy? You got yeah. a really big pussy? Echo. Yeah, echoes. It, kind of funny. Eh, eh. You're, you're leaning a little hard into it, but all things considered, I was a little bit lower on the overall tally of 73 uh, low points for horniness, except for Anna. Yeah. Call me. Uh, soundtrack was very low too, but otherwise I was right around the uh, six to sevens uh, and ten on plot. Uh, Macias, what would you say? You gave this movie a fifty-six percent. It Boo. did. That's Boo. fine. <laughs> I just okay. It's not because I don't think it's a horror movie. I just I don't know. It just didn't give me everything I wanted to. I think I if I watched this younger as a child, I probably would have liked it more. But I just didn't think it was that scary. There were a lot of shocking things to it. I loved like the special forces, like meaty guys coming in. And like the creature, I don't, I just wanted a little more. I wanted a little more. I didn't like the heat wave thing. That was a puss No worries with that. I mean, Keep harping on that. (laughs) I know. This is a movie that I love. I I didn't give Scream the highest score either. So I can definitely see why you would give us a smaller score. With this, I could see like it's easy to like rewatch or like have on in the background because there's like action to pull. I I love fucking action movies. So like that alone, I'm like, cool. There's just like random action and alien, but I don't know. I just think it's it's mild. No worries. Um, For the amount of kills, we all different uh, kill amounts. Uh, Marco actually tried to tally it up individually by adding up some scores from each house that was blown up. He had 97 kills. Uh, Macias had 69 kills. And I went to a website. I went to a website and had 64 kills. So we averaged out at 76 kills. I think either way, it's probably one of the higher kill counts we've had in the movie. (laughs) A number of sex scenes. I don't think there were any, but Marco had a sex scene. I had an honorable mention for, I mentioned this earlier, uh, when Hawkins gets dragged off into the woods, it just looks like his prolapsed asshole is stuffed on the ground. Uh, So that's the least kind of a predator hacked his ass off, fucked it, and then dragged the rest of him up into a tree. You don't know, but I can see why you give it a point one right there. Tell me, tell me, tell me evidence that it wasn't that. He definitely could have done that. Yeah. For jump scares, we had three. I agree with that. For explosions, there's this like James Cameron number of explosions. Oh yeah! But this we got sixty nine point sixty nine explosions. Thank you to Marco. Nice. <laughs> I don't think you were wrong. That's though. probably an accurate number. Yes. This is probably around seventy sixty nine. You know, uh, for number of monsters, uh, I think there was one. You could say all six dudes were monsters. They killed the villagers. But I mean, you know, I mean, maybe the villagers needed it. They deserved I, I it. I chucked the pig in there too because you didn't know what happened when the trap started going off and the pig had to get slayed by Mac. Yeah. Yeah. I chalked that up to one. Yeah. So 1.5 I'm fine with. I mean, I think everyone's a monster. If they killed the villagers, you could say it's fucking seven. Who even knows? 
Um, was there any uh, what the fuck moments that you saw, Marco? Uh, can we talk about how the alien is super fucking advanced, is like see-through, and like his like medical grade equipment? It's tweezers. <laughs> Were they tweezers? It's they fucking tweezers. Twe- he, just, he pinches his like gash clothes and it's tweezers. Yeah. Well, don't worry, folks. Ash will be back next week, and Macias has the choice for her return. What's it gonna be? We've done a lot of movies recently. They're a lot different as far as their spans of uh, That's true. when they came out. So, what are you thinking? We're gonna take us to Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Like it. I like it. Yeah. It's a scary movie. An old classic. It's getting us ready for Halloween. It's a very scary movie that uh, you wouldn't think is very scary unless you watched it again recently. Yes, it is very scary. Sounds like a family comedy. All dogs go to heaven. It's not, Marco. It's very scary. And I think Marco probably is going to be back on maybe an alien episode. I mean, uh, he said that earlier. It has to to fit in my genre of not being thing because you've already done it. And there's like trauma there. And also not like a traditional like horror film that I've been jerked off to and M Night Shyamalan type okay. stuff. Um, yeah, I'd do Alien. Uh, when you well, when you want to cross that bridge, you let me know. Um, but as always, thanks for listening. Feel free to write us with movie suggestions, creepy stories, or just uh, say hey, what's up. You can contact us at Horny Horror Hour Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and listen on any podcast platform. And the words of Arnold, if it bleeds. We can kill it. <laughs> <laughs>